the Rise Up Sea Red podcast, all about the Arizona Cardinals and the NFL, featuring insider and outsider perspectives. Enjoy the best hour of Cardinals talk on the web. Now here are your hosts, Jess Root and Seth Cox. Hello, Arizona Cardinals fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the Rise Up Sea Red podcast. I'm your host, Jess Root, from CardsWire.com, the USA Today NFL Wire site covering Arizona Cardinals. And with me is Seth Cox, my co-host from RevengeOfTheBirds.com, the, the Arizona Cardinals site from SB Nation. He's also one of the hosts of the original Draft Breakdown podcast. And guys, you know, if, if, you, if you haven't been in on the podcast, it is that time of year. One, Cardinals are bad. Two, it's the end of the college season. We're getting the bowl games, and so we're going to start getting a, a, a ton of analysis and breakdowns of, of players and positions and conferences. And that, that if you haven't jumped on yet, you should do that now for sure to get ready for the off season. We're in episode four hundred ninety-one. This is the first of our two preview shows. This is our week thirteen Cardinal Steelers preview picks and prop bets. Um, so, Seth, are you, are you ready for? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. This game, it, it feels like a Browns game vibe leading up to the game. I don't know. It's still it's still only Thursday, so we don't know what the final injury report's going to look like. But there's a part of me that thinks, Ooh, yeah. Well, and it's interesting because you know we we love to give our our prop picks, um, and they've added some more since in the last two hours since I last looked, which is good. Uh, but before, so two hours ago, and we're recording at a four four p.m. on a on a Thursday. Two hours ago, uh, there were no Arizona Cardinal props available. Now there are a few now. It's not as plentiful as normal, um, but we do now have some Kyler Murray props, only touchdowns and interceptions. No, no yardage yet. Um, we do have zero, at least on DraftKings, uh, zero Cardinals receiving props, and we do have Kyler Murray and James Conner rushing props, but only for yardage and longest rush. So, like, there's very, very little right now in terms of offensive player props in the Cardinals side of things. And I mean, it makes sense. You come into this game and you, you just mentioned it. Like it's a very, I don't want, I mean, is negative the right word? I, I'm, I'm not sure. It's a, there's a very eerie feeling yeah. of what to expect. When you look at the fact that like Vegas doesn't even know what to do with these, <laughs> this game. It's like, oh, oh, it, 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 you know, you know, so. You're listen, if you've been listening to the show all season, uh, Seth and I don't really and never have really bought into the notion that this is a team actively trying to, to lose or to be not good. Um, you know, it, it was the, the game last week was the first one where I thought maybe, maybe I've been wrong. And I don't, I don't know how, the, how you tank other than organizationally. Okay, you know, from the top down, you just don't get players. It there's so many things that don't make sense, and so, but it is feeling like they're not trying to, or they're they're trying their best not to put 
their best players out unless they're absolutely 100%. And, you know, the the fun news of the day was, you know, Zach Ertz requesting to be released. And they're like, okay, you can you can be released. As, as he saw while he was injured, he basically saw his his job disappear as Trey McBride. Um, as Trey McBride took over that that tight end position, um, so yeah, Zach Ertz or or the and then the, this is semi breaking news within the last hour. McBride just was upgraded to limited today. Yes, yeah, so it looks like he's on track. So the the, the DNP for both Jalen Thompson and Trey McBride on on Wednesday appear to be, you know the. The super precaution, kind of like what they did with Hollywood last week, and they they're doing again this we did yesterday as well. They had the heel heel issue Thursday, Friday. He still played, but then it's heel issue on Wednesday. I haven't seen the injury report yet, quite yet. I just got home. He, he's DNP as right. is as is Michael Wilson. Oh, so boy. that explains that, that explains is, some of the props <laughs> coming back, but not much of the props coming in. Um, and, and and we obviously are looking at this from a slant of you know, previewing the Steelers, but also trying to have some fun with it because in a season like this, uh, might as well make some money, right? Right. Try to. Right. And so, so this is a situation this week where there's just not a whole lot. And, and the fact that, so let me ask you this, because obviously we'll get into the, the nitty gritty of, of everything, but like, is the line stagnant at five and a half make like give you a weird feeling too like why is this line staying stagnant so much oh you know i I think part of it is the fact because it started it actually started six and a half and dropped tuesday to five and a half and hasn't moved since then and i think that is i think what that is is honestly it's it's less about the cardinals and more about they still don't believe In in the steelers offense yeah. So you look at it, you know, you've got a Steelers team that um, put up their first 400 yard game offensively <laughs> and in, only scored 16 points. <laughs> yeah. And in, in 44 games. Yes. So the previous 44 games, they had not had over 400 yards of, of offense from scrimmage. This coincided, of course, with their first game with uh, out Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator. So that was, uh, you know, one of those situations that you look at and you you say, oh, okay, is it a causation, correlation, or just a fluke? Um, for reference, the Cardinals' last 400-yard uh, game was this season in Week Three. So. It's not a situation that you look at and you go, well, you know, the Cardinals haven't done it. I mean, literally the Cardinals did it in week three with Josh Dobbs as their quarterback. Yeah, against like, the Dallas Cowboys team. Right. That... Are, is one of the best in the NFL right now. <laughs> yes. And so, and so they have been hideous offensively for a number, a number of, of games going back, obviously, two years uh under Matt Canada and and a lot of that coincides with Kenny Pickett he's just not a great um, quarterback I I talked to uh, let me make sure I get this gentleman's name right he was kind enough to respond to me Um, he's got two last names so it throws me off or two first names however you want to look at it but I talked to Jarrett Bailey of behind the steel curtain and that's kind of what we talked about like 
I know Jarrett. Jarrett Bailey writes the power power rankings for Touchdown Wire too. Oh, okay. Yeah, very nice guy. <laughs> great, great guy to speak with. Um, you and I touched on this earlier this week. You know, you look at Mike Tomlin's seventeen seasons as a head coach. He's never had a losing record. Uh, I don't want to jinx it, but seems fairly certain he once again will not have a losing record this year now he's been uh 500 a number of times i think three total um but you know but i you know i and i talked to jared about that and i said you know you got to be impressed like is he just the most underrated coach in the nfl and it's like you know he's respected but the fact is he hasn't won a playoff game in seven years yeah and and I look at that and I go, I go, okay, well, I mean, do you want to be the Steelers or do you want to, I mean, and I'm not going <laughs> to say that they're the Cardinals, but do you want to be the, you know, the Bengals or, or, or one of these other teams that you, because remember that was kind of the Lovey Smith thing. Like, are you going to get Sean McVay or are you going to get, you know, one of the, other coaches that fails spectacularly, you know, Brandon Staley, Robert Sala, uh, you know, these guys that everybody thinks are the next hot young thing and they just don't end up working. And so, you know, I, I think as Cardinals fans, we would take 17 winning seasons or non-losing seasons, all these playoff appearances, um, and we'd be like, well, you know, I get it. They haven't won a playoff game since 2016, but, you know, um, at the same time, they've been to the playoffs twice. You know, they've missed and out on the, the mix and they're in the mix. That's it. right. That, Every that's year. also that's also something that's important. I know. I know there's a there's a, got to expect more. We, 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 we want more. Like, but honestly, as a fan, really, the best thing, like the ideal thing you can have for fan interest. And I know it's not necessarily for building your organization like you either need to fall into like, but in terms of fan base and being a fan, it's more fun when your team is relevant down the stretch. So even if you're not a great team, you have something that you're looking forward to with the possibility of the postseason. So if at least it's that, I know that that sort of mentality is what leads to years and years of not in the playoffs or years and years of just being pretty good but that's really still like that's a good thing to have as a fan base rather than just being awful awful hoping it gets better and then every once in a while being great i don't know i don't know what the i don't know what the better option is right and so you look at it so we talked about you know their 28th scoring offense you even kind of alluded to it they they hit their average for first 400 yard game in in over two years and they hit their average they scored 16 points that's what they do they score 16 <laughs> and a half points a game um you know and and that's 28th but they only allow 18.6 points per game so you know you look which at is it, again you look at that statistic they're a 714 with a negative point differential uh a top five scoring defense and and yet and yet they have a negative point differential this season. It's it's right. an oddity. Kennedy <clears throat> Kenny Pickett. Sorry, I'll probably just a second. I shouldn't do that on the microphone. Uh, Kenny Pickett in his second season, he is spectacularly unspectacular. Right? If you look well, at his I mean, last I... six games, 
one touchdown pass, zero interceptions. I mean, zero, zero interceptions is great, but one touchdown pass in the last six games. He does do things well late in games, like when they need him, but you're like, what is he? That's like, what quarterback is he? And I know, I know part of it, as you guys will hear on my preview with Mark Bergen of the enemy preview, is no one knows what Matt, what Kenny Pickett is because was it Matt Canada? They, they've got a scapegoat now. So now you've got to see if Pickett is more than what he is or if he is just um like a guy yeah and not even that but because is he beginning to be washed up andy dalton well and you look at it i mean you you mentioned it uh you know six touchdowns to uh to four interceptions he has now the franchise record this is super interesting to me. The franchise record for most consecutive passes without an interception thrown. So what that tells me is this is a guy that doesn't take any chances. I don't, and like you said, is that a is that the scheme? Is it like, hey, don't lose the game for and that's us? That's probably what being beat into him. Like, especially when you know you've got a defense, you're like, just don't turn it over. Well, let me uh, let me go a step further. Um, outside of last week and then in their 24-17 win over the Los Angeles Rams um, over a month ago, uh, 10-22, so it looks like about six weeks ago, uh, it, sandwiched in those next four games, next four games, not not like two, not three, Four games, this guy went out and put up less than 500 yards passing in four games. He had games of 73 yards, 160 yards, 126 yards, and 106 yards. And he had one touchdown pass. By the way, guess what their record was in those four games? They went two and two. So, like, you just, there's nothing you can look at and say that makes sense. It was kind of like, you know, what we talked about a couple weeks ago with um, Shucks, who who the Cardinals played a couple weeks ago, Uh, the Texans, where you're like, nothing they're doing makes sense, and they just somehow win games. And, And then they pulled out a miracle against the Cardinals. And, and maybe that's a strong thing, but there was a, a bunch of errors that led to them beating the Cardinals, right? Um, and so you look at that and you go, okay, well, what about what about the Steelers? And, you know, and you just look at it and you're like, I, I mean, obviously their defense is good, but before last week, they were just kind of, they were kind of, bad in yards i mean they were giving up 20 or they were 26 in yards allowed per game they you know they they were they were 20 uh 28 or excuse me 24th in in passing yards allowed eight or 22nd in rushing yards allowed like those are not good numbers 
Those those aren't like oh look, but they're fifth in scoring defense. Yeah, they're third in turnovers. Um, and by the way, they're first in turnovers against or and they've they've turned the ball over the least amount of anybody in the NFL. They have a plus eleven turnover differential. Um, so that makes up for a lot of it, right? They force basically a turnover every game. Um, they. But until the last two games against the Bengals when, you know, with uh, Jake Browning and then the Cleveland Browns, I believe DTR started that game. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm just double checking myself right now. But before that, they had not allowed less, less than, less than 335 yards in a game. They hadn't allowed less than 335 yards in a game. Um, and, by the way, in, in most of those games, they won. So again, like <laughs> it, it just it, like there's stuff. Everything you look at doesn't make sense. I mean, the loss to Cleveland, right? That that you're like, oh, that makes sense. They only had 259 or 249 yards from scrimmage, you know. So that's obviously the game that caused Matt Canada to get fired. Um, but I mean, they only allowed 259 yards from scrimmage. But like before that, you know, their win over the Ravens, they, they that was, they only had 289 yards of offense, but they forced three turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their their win over uh, the Cleveland Browns when Cleveland was you know kind of healthy, they gave up 408 yards of offense. They won this game. They only had 250 yards of offense, but they wow. they caused four turnovers. <laughs> so like so like the 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 way that they do things doesn't make sense. They they allow yards outside of TJ Watt. They don't get to the quarterback a ton, right? I mean, TJ Watt obviously is just a a phenom, 13 and a half sacks on the season, but their next highest guy is four and a half. Like the next guy on the list is four and a half. Uh, Marcus Golden is third on this team with sat in sacks. Like, so everything about them just doesn't make a lick of sense. But they're seven and four. They find way. They find ways to win games. They find ways to wear teams down. But I mean, um, you look at it. The Cardinals have as many sacks. Same amount of sacks as as the Steelers on the season. Like, just it's just stuff like that that doesn't make a lick of sense. They, when you they look do at, have playmaking though, um, and that, they that's going to and they run the ball quite well. They, they look at the the Najee Harris is five hundred ninety eight yards, averaging four point two carry. That's that's solid. He he has not been the spectacular back that everyone hoped he would be, and 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 perhaps Cardinals fans should be glad that because Najee was one of those guys that were on that was probably going to be, be the pick for the Cardinals um, in that draft. If it weren't for was that was Zavin's year, right? Yeah, and and had it not been Zavin, it was probably going to be Najee, and he's been spectacularly unspectacular. He's he's a grinder, but. And then, then they got Jalen Warren, who's averaging 5.8 per carry, 542 yards, uh, and three touchdowns. And so between the two of them, they have nearly 1,200 yards rushing and just through the first 11 games for them. Um, and based on the way that the Cardinals, and we'll get, we'll wait for that to, to the next segment. But then you got Kenny Pickens, 
yards per catch. Deontay George, Johnson. George Pickens, George. Jo- what, who did I say? Kenny. Which is Oh, that's that's a mix of the quarterback and the and the receiver. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but <laughs> George but, Pickens, Kenny Pickett. And then you now the, the they just barely, and we're gonna we're gonna see if this is gonna continue. They just got Pat Fryermuth involved in the offense. He's got 18 catches on the year, but wasn't it just nine catches last week? Yeah, he's been he's been hurt, but I mean before that, you know he's only played in six games. But he and there, I mean, there's zero doubt, and this isn't a, even a fantasy uh, football type of conversation. Um, you know, he had he had 11 targets last week. The week before, he was healthy. He had one target. He he missed the five previous games um, of that, and then but you go back and and the last time he was healthy, 10-1 against Houston, he had he had four targets. You know, against Vegas, four targets against against Cleveland the first game, one target um, against San Francisco, four targets, and and you're talking about a guy that you know was drafted in the second round that that was looked at as a guy that could be an incredible, you know, offensive weapon. And he's not even the most disappointing one. They have Deontay Johnson, who, I mean, with all intents and purposes, was supposed to be the next guy in that lineage of Steelers receivers that just create incredible numbers um without much fanfare right and and you look at it in 2021 this guy put up 107 catches for 11 over 1100 yards and eight touchdowns and then and by the way that was that was i believe big ben's last year it, yeah, was, it, was. it was and then they draft kenny pickett and this guy just completely nosedives. Last year, he still put up 86 catches for 882 yards. But Jess oh, and I geez. had as Jess and I had as many touchdowns. He had zero. <laughs> um, and those and are, then, those are tight end type. Those are running back receiving yard in terms of like yards per catch. Right. That's like and, running back stuff. And then this year, he's obviously missing time. Only played in seven games, and he was off to a great start this year i mean just a fantastic start you look at his first um his first four games played he's he missed a plethora in between but three catches 48 yards uh then he missed the next three weeks or maybe even four and he put up five for 79 then then he played again he put up eight for 85 then he played again on a short week played put up seven for 90 and then from there he is bottomed out and again maybe this coincides with canada but even last week which was his bounce back uh was only four for 50 but i mean and dropped what would have been a touchdown catch yeah and he had three in in the last two games before the game against cincy he had three catches for 33 yards like we're talking about a guy who was billed and was look like on pace to be one of the better um, receivers in the NFL. And all of a sudden he's just, I mean, this is a guy that has 30 catches for 385 yards and one touchdown. Like it's been hugely disappointing. And so you have the obvious concern that we'll get to. And that's that this is the week that 
these guys get right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we always seen. Defensively, they've got TJ Watt, who's a game wrecker. Um, yeah, 13 and a half sacks, 25 quarterback hits, 12 tackles for loss. He's got three fumble force fumbles, six pass breakups, an interception. He can he can do it all. He might be the best defender in the NFL right now. Um, and I, I wouldn't say there's anyone better. Um, they've got a good young cornerback in Joey Porter, Jr. Um, Patrick Peterson has not looked good this year. Uh, the very good safety to me confess Patrick, but has been dealing with injuries this season, played only seven games, and we'll have to wait and see what, what his game status is going to be. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they've got corners that you can, you know, you can challenge. But the Cardinals might not have receivers. We get the, the Cardinals might not have receivers to challenge those corners with, right? And let me ask you this: if you're if you're the Steelers, does it make sense to get Minka back this week and ease him in, or knowing that it it's likely a semi easy game comparatively speaking? Um, do you wait another week and get him another week healthier? Like, where would your mind be as as the Steelers? Um, I guess it would depend on how close he is. Yeah, because, I mean, it's just like this is the first week he's practiced. Um, you know, like you said, I think he's missed the last four games. Um, obviously, he brings a complete – like, he is – having him in the back end along with Watt in the front end is literally just completely game changing. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Minka Fitzpatrick who is still second on the team in tackles. He hasn't played for four games and he's still second on the team in tackles. Um, you know, he, he's just a, he is just a, a star. Um, you know, and like you said, Joey Porter Jr. has looked good. Levi Wallace has been really good out of the slot for them. Um, you know, so they've got some guys, but they just, I mean, again, and then this week happened, so who knows, But the, <laughs> or the last two weeks have happened, but, like, they just haven't looked very good defensively in, in terms of stopping opponents. They, they force turnovers inside the red zone. Um, they get takeaways at clutch times they don't allow touchdowns and i guess all of that's way more important in the end right but you have to assume eventually it catches up with you yeah don't, don't you i mean yeah, and, it, it and, makes and, sense uh, you, you once you hit the you hit a certain team and that's not going to work now right and that's what i was that was my next point is not this week obviously <laughs> but no, probably not. Probably not. Coming up next on the Rise of Zero podcast, best of Cardinals talk. Let's talk about the matchups. More preview. So what are keys? What are matchups for the Cardinals in week 13 against the Steelers? That's coming up next on Rise of Zero. We're back on the Rise of Zero podcast, best of Cardinals talk on the web. Let's talk about the Cardinals and Steelers this time. There's obviously some matchups, with, and, and part of this is made difficult because we don't know who's going to play. But I think if, if there was one thing, I think obviously don't turn the ball over. They, they can't do that against the, the Steelers and have a chance because that's how the Steelers win games. But after what we saw last week, they must, no matter what, they must commit to running the ball with James Conner, with Michael Carter, with Amari DiMercato, whether it takes all three of those guys. They, they can't give up on the run because if they don't run the ball, 
their pass game isn't good enough. It's the, with who they have catching passes and the the how the passing game has looked, you can't just pass the ball. They allow 4.3 yards per carry. They allow almost uh, almost 120 yards per game on the ground. The only way the Cardinals will have a chance in this game is if they can keep close and rely on Connor to to kind of keep them on schedule. He's a good enough back. Uh, the, the, the Steelers aren't as good against the run as they should be for a team that's supposedly a great defense. But we saw the problems that the Cardinals had in pass protection last week when the Rams weren't even, like, blitzing. Uh, if, you, if you're only passing the ball against that team, Kyler's going to get hit. Kyler's going to get fumbled. Kyler might get hurt. I don't know. It's just, you, I think that is key number one, commit to and maintain running the ball with James Conner. This might be a, this, this is, I think this is the game you, you bust out the 25 carries for him. Yeah, it needs to be, and it needs to be one of those things where you, uh, you you kind of lean on the run game, and like you said, you've got you've got two backs, maybe three backs with with the Mercado. You have Kyler Murray. Um, you got to run the ball against this team, and 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 the reason why is because the the thing that they do best is, um, they they create turnovers. I mean, you've got Levi Wallace with two two interceptions you have Demonte Kazi Casey with two you have Drew Porter Jr. with one you have Shannon Sullivan you have Alex Highsmith I mean the list of guys that have one um one interception on this team is crazy I mean they have 12 interceptions on the season already and so when you look at when you look at it you're the fact that they have the best pass rusher, maybe the best defensive player um, in the game, and TJ Watt, as you spoke about earlier, the fact that they have guys uh, like Alex Highsmith and, and and Quan Alexander that force fumbles, you know, on top of what Watt does, forcing fumbles, and then they have guys that are opportunistic with uh, making plays on the ball. In the guys I just mentioned, all of that is like, hey, run the football, play action pass. You have opportunities for shots, but like, if you don't have Hollywood and Michael Wilson, you and you're relying on Greg Dorch and and Rondell Moore, and nothing against those guys, good wide receivers. It's just undermanned um, in the sense of there's two guys that are are you know probably wide receiver three types at best, and so. You need, you know, you need to be able to utilize the talent you have in the best way you can. If McBride's there, it'll be interesting because they do a nice job on tight ends um, most of the time. But you know, obviously they've got Trenton Thompson who's uh, stepped up a little bit in, in the absence of uh, Minka. They have Joey Porter Jr. who you mentioned, but Quan Alexander and Landon Roberts do a nice job dropping in a coverage on, on tight ends and, and they're good at that. Um, so, you know, those are things that you want to look at and, and kind of avoid if you, if you can. So we'll see, man, because I think it's hard to break down their defense against this offense with just the unknowns, but the, the one focus you have to have is TJ Watt, right? Like where, how can you stop TJ Watt from getting to the passer? And and the reality is the answer is no, right? I mean, 
you're not going to stop him. So how do you how do you lessen his impact? Um, oh, that, that's, that's that matchup is going to be really interesting because he it's going to up, be against, it's it's Paris it's Paris Johnson because yeah, he lines right. up almost every time. They don't move him around a lot. Uh, no. They move they they put him over right tackle, and so we will get to see perhaps the best in the game against one of the best young prospect tackles in the game and it'll be it'll be interesting to see because you know Paris he he had a little rough game but he's the past couple of weeks since Kyler since Kyler took over he has been better at least in pass protects like he's he there's a lot of promise there um but we'll, we'll wait and see but let's also let's also be honest they the last couple of weeks we've seen Paris and Will step up from a pass pro standpoint and while yell the Froholt and uh, you and I at left guard have really struggled <laughs> at pass pro. And then obviously DJ has been struggling. So Alex Highsmith is one to watch as well, right? Like he, like I said, he's only got three sacks, three and a half, four sacks on the season, whatever it is. But I mean, last year, I think he, I think he had like 12, sacks he had a pretty big season last year if i remember right um he's got four and a half excuse me uh this season but last year he had 14 and a half so i uh, undersold him so i mean he's a guy that can that can play off the game wrecker and 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 tj watt and you know that's that's the those are the matchups to watch when they're on offense right now because we just don't know anything like like i said you know joey porter jr has been excellent can you take advantage of patrick peterson um those are questions that we can ask but i i don't know with guys (laughs) so one of the key players that we're going to watch have to watch this matchup is you know their their running game the steelers running game against josh woods i mean josh woods leading the way at linebacker instead of Kaiser White, the first game, first game he took over, and it was a disaster. It's not that Woods played poorly, but the defense was terrible. Yeah, bad, like bad. 228 rushing yards. Um, they've given up big games to running backs. Obviously, the Kyron Williams last week had 143 uh, rushing yards. He had 158 against them before uh, they gave up over 100 to Christian McCaffrey, over 100 to Tony Pollard. Um, Bijan Robinson had a big game against them. And so the run game, and then that's that's what the Steelers do. And so, yeah. Right, and they have they have a brutal offensive line. I mean, outside of uh, James Daniels and, and rookie Broderick Jones, their, their offensive line has been pretty bad this year. Now, their starting center is Mason Cole. Who knew? Yeah, Cole's, <laughs> Cole's there. Uh, you know, uh, I think they – so Jones just kind of got into yeah, he, the lineup. He replaced a core Chuck four, o- right? Yeah, Chuck Wama, a core four. So he was playing left tackle, and he was uh, fine. Um, not not good, not bad, fine. Um, and then and then they benched him, and then they replaced Chuck Wama, a core four, Dan Moore is their left tackle. He's been kind of dreadful um, until last week. He had an okay game, but before that, he's been kind of bad. Uh, Mason Cole's been bad. Isaac Silmolo hasn't been great. Uh, like I said, uh, James Daniels and and then the rookie, Broderick Jones, have, have kind of been the bright spots along that line. Um, 
So, you know, unfortunately, the Cardinals probably just don't have the horses up front to take <laughs> advantage of that. I mean, Kevin Strong coming back will help, but but yeah, it, it's it's rough and and it's something we've talked about a hundred times. We don't need to beat that dead horse too much. <laughs> um, you know, can they can they contain Najee Harris and, and Jalen Warren? Najee's, you know, picked up the pace the last couple games. You kind of went over the stats earlier, but they're gonna feed him. They they that's what they do still. And and it's part of the reason they're so successful, right? Is because when you when you shorten the amount of possessions, when you shorten the game time, it's it it helps. Um so you look at his last four games, you know four and a half yards five yards he had a bad game against cleveland but i mean i mean cleveland's really good and then he kind of had a, a a really good game last week against Cincy, 15 carries 99 yards and a touchdown um you know so you look at it the four of the last or three of the last four games he's been 70 plus yards and a touchdown and that was against tennessee green bay and, and Cincy, um, you know, again, I probably take the Cleveland game out of it. If you want to throw it in there, then understand that you're wrong because the Cardinals defense is nowhere near <laughs> the Browns defense <laughs> no, in terms of, uh, and then you look, but you look at that with uh, Jalen Warren. I mean, 11 the, in his last four games, 11 for 88, 15 for 101, nine for 129 against Cleveland. And then he had, he was a little bit on the struggle bus last week, 13 for 49, no touchdowns. Um, but again, are the Cardinals even the Bengals level of defense? <laughs> and no, so, no, they're not. Not right and, now. No, certainly right. not. And so so you have to think that that's where it's going to be. We, we went over it. I mean, Pickens is their best receiver. He's a matchup problem with his size and speed and skill set. He's a very talented player, uh, kind of enigmatic in his behavior, but he's only 22. Uh, you know, last year as a rookie, had 801 yards and four touchdowns. He's on pace for more this year. He's already got 662 and three. Uh, but he's been since about week against the Rams, so I don't remember what week that was. He's been quiet, 22 Negative one yards, 45, 38, 58, those last six games. Yes, you're right. You heard that correctly. Negative one yards in a game. Um, kind of baffling to even think that's plausible <laughs> for a guy right. that, that didn't get hurt. I mean, if a guy catches the ball and gets hurt, that's one thing. But, like, to get to not get hurt, to have five targets, two receptions, and negative one yards in today's yeah. NFL. Yeah. So, so, but before that, he had 107 130 and 127 in games are we like what is your expectation is that going to be plausible this week against this you know oh. this bad cardinals defense or do you think that it's just going to be mostly Najee and Jalen? I, I think it's mostly going to be Najee and, and warren because why else did he do anything else so that was like last week and so like you might see Kenny Pickens, you might see him throw two touchdowns and no interceptions, but I don't think the, the, I don't think any receiver is going to light them up because they don't think they'll need to, and I don't think they're they're because the the Steelers don't actively they they if they've got a lead they don't try to like kill you they just like hey we're just going to kill the clock 
And that's the that's the weird thing. So, yeah. Coming up next on the Rise of Red podcast, the best of our Cardinals talk on the web. Let's move on to our picks and props. That's coming next on Rise of Red. We're back on the Rise of Red podcast, the best of our Cardinals talk on the web. This is your favorite segment. We make our predictions. We give our picks. And we talk about prop bets. Um, all the prop bets were bad last week. Well, a couple of them were pretty good. We, we didn't have much. Well, actually, Seth was good. Um, mine was not. Like, I, I had a couple hits from what I wrote, but my personal one, I went over five on. Like, I, I struck out <laughs> last week on all, all three of my underdog picks, both the, both the pop props that I put money on last weekend. It was bad. That was not a good weekend, uh, but let's let's start with let's start with the with the props. It's interesting because um, I was I, I wrote the best bets for this week. I don't know where it went. James Conner had a um, had yardage earlier today. It was fifty four and a half, and so I said take the over. That I think if that one comes back, I don't know if it's because it, it's. Back on DraftKings at fifty two and a half, so even better to what Jess is saying. Yeah, um, but right. Let me see if we get. Oh, there is James Conner. It is two fifty two and a half. So, uh, oh, interesting because and it's earlier today it was fifty four and a half at minus one fifteen. I like this even better over fifty two and a half at minus one ten. Now with Connor, with the way that Pittsburgh defends the run, Connor's going back home. This is a game where when we see those, when you see the alternate uh, rushing lines, shoot for 75. That's probably going to give you some plus odds. Um, I'll, I'll probably have that on my, uh, on, my, on my best prop bets this weekend when I write it for Cardswire. But I, I'd be shooting. So right now, definitely over, over 52, and then I would ladder that, stack that with an um, alternate line of 75 or more because you'll probably get it at about plus 120, I'm guessing. Yeah, and it's not available yet on mine either, so keep an eye out for it. Let me ask you this. We just talked about receiving props uh, or receivers in this game. Does 47.5 for Deontay Johnson or 43.5 for George Pickens entice you, or are you with what Nakua and Cup were not having to do last week, are you just kind of staying away from it? Um, I, I, I'm staying away from that right okay. now the the one i do like right now that i'm looking at um at plus 100 pat fryermuth over three and a half catches it's not going to be nine again but i think he can get four against this cardinals defense uh tyler higby had two touchdown receptions <laughs> yes. uh, and, and i think fryermuth's a better player so you know that's one to look at the other one that i do like is um <clears throat> George Pickens over 19 and a half for his yeah, longest I was, reception. I was just going to say that one. Yeah. So I they'll, they'll hit one of those, especially yeah. um, Marco's going to have to play, isn't he? I mean, with Starling Thomas <laughs> likely out. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, who, who else is going to play? I think mean, you've got right now. It, it, Hanton, Ham, Ham's not ready. Um, Thomas didn't look like he was going to be able to play. And so you've got Keytrail, you've got Garrett Williams, and then Marco Wilson, unless they're going to bring up a, if it's Devod Wilson again, or <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I still don't know what a Devod Wilson is. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this then on, on that topic. Last week uh, we saw um, 
Matthew Stafford go 25 for 33. Um, so 33 attempts. The Rams, you know, genuine generally do throw the ball quite a bit. Yes. Um, and so oh, 33 is 20, actually not uh, 20 and a half. Yeah. That's where I was going. Do you 20? Well, that's his completions. His attempts oh, are 28 and a half. Yeah. I'm like, would you, would that, would that, uh, I'd be surprised if it's over that in the under, I was going to say you know, in the under, you know, actually, uh, yeah, that's not, that one's not a bad bet, especially if, unless the Cardinals absolutely sell out against the run, which I don't think yeah. they can do because they're so, bad on the pass defense. Yeah. So in 11 games this year, he's only hit the over five times. He's under 28 and a half, six times. Um, obviously only the one game with, uh, without Canada, but he hit, hit 33 in that game. Um, but again, they didn't run the ball quite as well in that game. Here, um, here's, here's one. Um, and it is simply because of the law of averages interceptions. You can get Kenny Pickett at over 0.5. So basically half an interception at plus 120. I think not because I think the Cardinals are going to, I, I think he's due an interception, right? He's gone yeah. six games without it. One touchdown, no interceptions. And the Cardinals do. The Cardinals have been okay at getting takeaways. So you've got, you know, you've got Jalen Thompson with interceptions in each of the last two weeks. Buddha can do it. Um, and so uh, that one, yeah, that one's not a not not a bad one to throw some a little bit of money at. Is is over half an interception for for Pickett at plus one twenty. Um, that's one you can play a little bit with. My favorite plus money bet on the day is Alex Highsmith over. Uh, 0.25 sacks so 0.25 so if he gets a half a sack that's at plus 110 um, I love that bet I think that he is going to have a good day um, the other one the TJ Watt one's not worth the juice but if you like free money it's probably fine uh, you know it's but his is 0.75 so he has to get a full sack um, on the day uh, that's minus 150, but I really like Highsmith and then Cam Hayward's at 0 0.25 at mm -hmm. plus 120 as well. Both of those, I would I would feel confident and comfortable um, going with that just because, like we've mentioned, uh, DJ Humphreys has not been good this year, and then you have the fact that uh, that Yelda Froholt and Carter O'Donnell, and maybe it's Elijah Wilkinson, uh, because it can always get <laughs> that's right that they they, they bet, it, it felt like because Wilkinson got hurt um in week seven but he got hurt and Gannon revealed the week later that Cologne had taken all the snaps so it was Wilkinson got hurt after he was benched that's what it they seemed like so they replaced him with Cologne who then got hurt and then replaced him with O'Donnell who was replaced by Cologne last week. I, I don't know if that was just to give him work. So maybe they're like, okay, I guess Wilkinson's the best option. Yeah, so so both Highsmith and Hayward, they line up on that defensive right side. I think that's those are good plus money bets. Those are That's where I would go. I would stay away from anything Kyler Murray related uh, unless you want to take his over in rushing yards, but I just don't like the juice. It, yeah. Um, I, I've told you guys before, over 29 and a half is kind of where I – 
anything under that i'll take 24 and a half but any, once you get to 30 because of sacks kneel downs things like of that nature i stay away from it here uh, here's I, winning I margin i like winning margin here uh because it's very it's interesting because steelers one to six points plus 290 and steelers seven to 12 at plus two, 400 so I don't think that they're going to win by significantly more than that. And, well, honestly, if you want to play a little bit, because, like, you could, I think you can still average plus money if you put three wagers on the Steelers 1-6 to six is plus 290. Um, Steelers 7-12 to 12 plus 400. And then by 13-18 is plus 475. I, I think... If I had to pick, uh, I think it's going to be in the 7 to 12 range, which is, that's a nice, that yeah. one's a nice one at plus 400. But I, I you know, in fact, ignore the Steelers 1 to 6. I don't think, I don't think the Cardinals can even cover this game. The funny thing is, again, uh, Jared Bailey of, of, behind still curtain and apparently touchdown wire, uh, he thinks the Cardinals cover. Which what? I don't know. Every, every victory has been within seven points for the Steelers this year. Wow. Every single uh, one. And I, and the, spoiler alert: I have a seven-point win for the for the, but, for the Steelers. But also, <laughs> as Jess always says, law of averages. So they got to go one way or the other eventually. <laughs> so right, because, like, so so if you like, if you like the Steelers seven to twelve, it's plus four hundred. Yeah, and if you do like that thirteen to eighteen, if you want to get frisky, it's actually better odds on the. On DraftKings, the one to six and seven to twelve is better on BetMGM. Uh, on DraftKings, it's plus five fifty. So, if you you can ha- you can have, la- you you can ladder your bets, but across yeah. platforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's one of those. You know, you you mentioned it. Like you bet ten on the the one to six. You bet seven and a half on the on the uh, seven to twelve, and then you bet five on the um, thirteen to eighteen, and that's how you make sure you make some money because it's $22.50 in that, and then you end up, you know, your lowest win will will cover that. So yeah. that's that, that's the way you do that. And then if they win by 19 to 24, you call and complain to Jess and I. <laughs> then that would, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, time for final for, for our predictions. We've got our prop bets. Let's go with the predictions. I was, you know, I was a little bit wishy-washy yesterday, like 13. No, I think I think this is going to be a 20 to 13 game, but I don't think it will be a 2013 game that's even that close. I think it'll be probably 20 to six, um, and the Cardinals pick up a garbage time touchdown. Okay, I was going to go the. uh, I was going to go that they do cover, um, and take the under. Oh yeah, I think I think oh, both yeah. of us are on this under, <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go twenty-one seventeen. Oh, with the same theory that it's twenty-one to ten and they get a late. And, and it's a late cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unless Gannon decides to go for two or something crazy. Oh, and then and which they'll fail because they're no good. Right. The, they're so bad on fourth down and on two point conversions this year. It's it's insane. Like just 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 don't do that. Just yeah. Don't do so. That. But yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately, like we said, there's not a lot of Cardinals props right now, but there are props to bet against the Cardinals. And hey, that's the way we made all that money last week. <laughs> uh, Matthew sure. Stafford over 
Matthew Stafford over one and a half touchdowns and uh, and laddering the uh, Kyron Williams. And by the way, if you would have laddered Kyron Williams up to 125 plus Ooh. yards, that was plus 2100. So I was uh, smart enough to do that on my own because I knew that this was going to be a nightmare scenario for the Cardinals. So, so a ten, drinks a ten on dollar, Seth. Drinks right, on ten, Seth. A $10 bet was uh, turned into 220 bucks. So that's, that's nice. All right. We'll wrap up this edition of the Rise Up Sea Red podcast. Best hour of Cardinals talk on the web I have. So this will this is dropping on a Friday. Saturday, we will have uh, our, our preview, our, our enemy preview, opponent preview with Mark Bergen from the Believe in Steelers podcast. But Seth and I will be back again on Tuesday night, which you will hear on Wednesday, talking Cardinal Steelers. And then probably it'll be the only one we do that week because the Cardinals can't lose against the bye. There's that at least. That's Seth Cox. Exactly. I'm Jess Roots. Thanks for listening as always. Talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Rise Up Sea Red podcast. Listen to previous episodes and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Audioboom, or many other podcast platforms so shows are delivered directly to your mobile device. Please give the show a five-star rating and always support the sponsors who support the show. We'll be back soon for the best hour of Cardinals talk on the web. Rise Up Red Sea, Be Red Sea Red, and of course, Rise Up Sea Red. Rise Up Sea Red.